Whenever I'm going through something in my life, I'm pretty certain that there's going to be other women around my age that are going through something very similar, if not the exact same thing. So when I started finding out about cycle syncing from my friend Melissa, I dove into it. I wanted to know everything about it. I wanted to get in on the group that she was leading. And I figured, why not bring Melissa back? You've heard from Melissa in the very beginning of this podcast. My first interview was when she spoke to us all about faith and fortitude. And hopefully you've been using those principles from then and whatever it is that you've been pursuing. Now, as I navigate my way through a new phase of my wellness, specifically with my cycle, I want everybody to listen to Melissa, who's been working on fitness and wellness and health for over a decade as a coach and even longer with her own personal efforts and feeling her best. So get ready to listen, take some notes, feel heard and seen as Melissa shares her evolution of her fitness and wellness, as well as a key look inside cycle syncing today. Hi there, you found Drop the Ball with Gina Kuhn, and I'm so excited to give you the opportunity to join a community of women that realize every day, women everywhere are dropping the ball. Let's move past the feeling that we're letting people down and embrace ourselves as the rock stars that we are. Through stories from my personal journey and interviews with imperfectly strong women around the country, I invite you to embrace the idea that you choose the proverbial ball you get to drop. Together, we'll put down the past, let go of the future, and pick up the present. Through reflection and a shift in mindset and priorities, I'll help you redesign your chaos so you can redefine your life. Next time someone asks, how do you do it all? Your answer will be, I dropped the ball. And we are back again with Melissa Hadley, who was our very first interview. So I'm so excited to have you back, Melissa, and go into a different direction that I have known I was going to bring you back to focus on, but in a slightly unanticipated way. Yep. So how are you, first of all? I'm doing great. You still have your Long Island accent, even though you're a Texan now. I do. And you know what's funny? I'm so much more aware of it right now than I ever have been. It's a very different accent down there. Oh, yes. Most people love it. So it, it's all it's all good. I'm happy to have okay. the alls. And every time I substitute, I'll be like, I taught for 12 years. And they're like, what? You taught. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been fun. But okay, so I have you here today to talk about the fitness and wellness side of everything. Because even for myself, I have been in this discovery journey right now of redefining consistency understanding what my body needs in this particular season. And it's been a bit of a struggle, but over the years, I've watched you through all of your seasons and it's just natural for me to come to you to hear, how do we navigate this? What does it look like? What does consistency really mean? And then I want to dive into our cycle because I'm crazy hormonal the last couple months and you are 
diving into something so beneficial for women. And I can't wait to talk about that. Okay. So here we first thing, just, just establish for the listeners who don't know you yet about your fitness journey. Like how did you end up with fitness being your passion? When did it start? How has it evolved? So it's a great question. Um, I encourage people to go back and listen to episode one of Gina's podcast because I tell a lot there and I'll just briefly explain that um, fitness was never really something that was in my life in high school. For sure. I was over 200 pounds in high school, but um, long story condensed running the Boston marathon was always something that I had wanted to do but I was made fun of by one of my best friends for thinking that I could ever run the Boston marathon at the weight that I was at. That was in high school and living in Massachusetts. Hopkinton is only a couple towns over from us. So it's just something that you do. You go to the Boston marathon and I always wanted to run it. Fast forward to my college days. Uh, I was the girl in the dorm that would get up every morning, go to the gym because after I went to college, I realized that I needed to start working out just because I wanted to feel better I, about myself and internally fast forward. And then in 2009, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And it was at that point where I needed to get really serious. Prior to that, those days in college, I was trying to lose weight the quick and easy way, the easy way out. Um, even though it, sometimes it still wasn't easy, but I was really restricting my calories, 1200, sometimes way less a day. I was eating veggie subs from Subway with mustard because they were the lowest calorie thing I could get. I was eating Sour Patch Kids by the bucket because they were fat-free. Like back mm -hmm. then, and the fat-free craze was going crazy. And that's just what you did. So when I was diagnosed, oh, and I was drinking Diet Coke on the regular, no water, just diet Cokes and coffees with tons of Splenda. Every mm -hmm. coffee had at least three to five Splendas. And I was having at least four coffee, three to four coffees a day to get through college courses and working full-time while in school. So all these chemicals going into my body, you don't think about it until you have to think about it. And you're diagnosed with something like MS, which is a neurological disorder and all these chemicals were affecting my nervous system. Now, is that to say that everybody with MS, you know, ate Sour Patch Kids like they were going out of style and drank Diet Coke all the time? No, but it certainly didn't help me at all. And they don't know the cause of MS, but if you ask physicians off the record, which I have asked them off the record, not in an office setting, they will say it's what we're consuming and it is not just what we're consuming with food, but what we're consuming, um, with our drink and it's mm -hmm. affecting people. And there's some other things too, that I'm sure are affecting it, but I won't get into that here. Uh, <laughs> but it was at that point when I was diagnosed that I knew that I had to make a serious change. Otherwise, um, I was going to end up in a wheelchair, according to the doctors in Boston. They were actually surprised that I wasn't in a wheelchair already. And, you know, I went through that whole thing, decided to change my diet and really hit the gym. Uh, I was dating somebody at the time who was a personal trainer. So he helped me a lot. 
Um, but then I started to train for Boston. I ran, I've now I've done 10 marathons. Boston is, I think I've done that one four times. One was virtual because of COVID, but, um, it, you know, getting into fitness for me was more of a, a need at first. It was because I wanted to be healthy at school. I wanted to look good. You know, I wasn't married. I wasn't dating anybody. I wanted to look good. And that's why I was working out to be honest. But then it became, I need to do this because I need to do this because I, I need it for my health and my life. I was getting married the year that I was diagnosed. Um, and I just needed to make a change. And, and there's so many women that just don't know where to start. And so that's how I found Beachbody and did a ton of research on the shakes that we support, um, and the programs that we have, I had actually been doing the programs without even knowing that it was a beach body thing. And I loved the fact that I could support after doing all the research that I could support the nutrition programs or the products because they were such high quality. I could support the workouts because they were such high quality in the process of this. I did get certified as a personal trainer. So I knew that the programs were put together well and I love the fact that you had the community because it's really hard to do that alone. Um, you hear about it all the time. I fell off the wagon. Well, there's no wagon to fall off of, but let's get you in a community and help you realize that you're not alone and that you have support. So that's the long answer to your short okay. question. No, I love it. I love it because you know what? I recognize so much of myself and of other people that I've spent working with and coaching through fitness journeys the last eight years, I heard fads. I heard different culture, right? With the diet coke, fat free. And I think it's clear to see that evolution play out where, especially when we're young, I remember too in college, it was like, oh, I'm going on vacation next month. I'll get in the gym now. And I crack up thinking about that now that at 19 years old, I'm like, I just need a month. I'll just exercise for a month and I'll be. Yeah, but it's, it's not just you. I hear it from women all the time, especially this time of year. What is it? May. Yeah. Summer's coming. They're like, I got a cruise in a couple months. I got to hit it hard. I'm like, yep. You really should have started back in November. October. Right. <laughs> I mean, that- still hope, but. You're not going to lose 20 pounds by your cruise in June if it's May. Right. And not with anything sustainable anyway. So it's that, it's that breaking away from the fad mindset and Mm -hmm. going to something sustainable and a lifelong pattern that we can just continue to replicate. And I think that's really where the conversation needs to focus for anybody that's listening and looking to either get back on the non-existent wagon, as you said, or start for the first time because those fads, it looked like they worked when we were 19 because we were 19. We right. had different body composition and different metabolism. Our cycles were somewhere else. And then, as you mentioned, you were being reactive mm-hmm. to a health concern. Yep. And I think the overall goal, now that we're we're mothers, right? We are we're responsible for these little people. We want to be here a long time. Instead of good I, example. 
Right, setting the good example and making sure that we're getting ahead of any particular diagnosis. So I'm hoping that with these conversations, we can help women become proactive in what we can do today before there's a situation that forces our hands to move away from fads and move into education and research. And I love that you spent so much time researching because for anyone that doesn't know, Melissa and I met through working together with Beachbody and knowing that I was coming in under her and my coach that's under you with all of the research and myself. It took me, I think, eight months of watching and learning and looking into it to see, is this healthy? Is this sustainable? Um, so that's really big because when you shift into looking at the ingredients and looking at the quality of a product, it just changes the game completely. Yeah. And that's my biggest thing. Um, that's one thing that has remained constant through my years of doing this. Um, I do not waver from this. It's kind of like my guiding principle of wellness um, is I've always told people you're never going to be perfect. So stop trying to chase perfection. The 80, 20 rule, 90, 10 rule, 90% of the time you're on track, you're focused in on your food. And then 10% of the time you have, you treat yourself. I mean, I eat dessert every day. Um, granted my dessert is made out of our shake, but it's still a super nutritious chocolatey dessert. And I still can have that. Now, can I have ice cream every once in a while? Sure can. Can I drink some wine if I want? Absolutely. Um, but I am not going crazy every single day and I'm making sure that I'm feeding my body the way that it actually deserves to be fed and the ingredients if you don't understand what you're putting in your food or what what you're putting in your mouth, I highly just encourage you all to just really, really look at the ingredient labels of things um, and look it up, do your research, because it is so frustrating to see some of these diets out there, some of these shakes that claim to be nutritious and then they're full of sucralose and sucralose is Splenda. It's artificial or, and it's full of soy women. Soy raises your estrogen levels. I just found out that I'm estrogen dominant and I haven't had soy in years, years wow. and years and years and years. So if an estrogen dominance can lead to women's cancers like breast cancer, ovarian cancer, you know, I only have one ovary at this point. So but regardless, like I want to protect that one that I still have. And so just be aware of what you're eating and what you're having every day. It's one reason why I chose our shake because it doesn't have any of that stuff. Yeah, so same. just be aware of that. Um, and really it's your diet, it's your movement, it's water, it's sleep, it's your mindset. It's about being accountable. It's a lot of things but the world makes all of this seem so hard. There's a program out there with the word hard in it. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, that program is hard and it's also not sustainable. And it's very, um, I'm not attractive, but, uh -huh. but I will say that it is probably not safe for most women to be doing from a hormonal standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, so 
the world has made this seem hard when really it is quite simple when you get down to brass tacks. Like I said, diet, movement, water, sleep, mindset, and accountability. And then you figure it out as you go, but it does not have to be as hard as we make it out to be. And what you just left off on, you figure it out as you go, as you go. It's inferring that you have to be going. So rather than just shutting down and saying, this is too much, I don't know enough, I'm not sure where my principles are, make a decision to do something. Because I think in my reflections on consistency, I realize I've just been defining consistency the wrong way all along. How are you defining it? Having to consistently maintain the level of performance that I was at. Why am I not increasing in my weights? Why am I not maintaining these high level reps or these high intensity workouts? And mentally that's been wrecking me. And I will be putting out an episode specifically to my journey through that and my state of mind and how I've kind of pushed through and redefined it. Um, But I really think that's it. As long as you're going, we have to acknowledge the fact that our bodies are changing, our seasons of life are changing. And first and foremost, figure out what those key principles are. As you said, you have the philosophy. It sounds like for you, it's all about what am I putting in my body? I'm going to start from a place of being aware of ingredients, how they affect me overall, hormonally, neurologically, and then go from there. If I am treating myself here or there, but 90% of the time I'm sticking to that philosophy, you are being consistent, even with the changes in life. It's very freeing when you get to that point. I don't know how old you are. I forget how old you are, Gina. I'll be 37 in two months. I'm so old. (laughs) No, I'm 42. Okay. So I feel like you know, even in your later thirties, this can certainly happen. So I had my kids when I was 30 and then I don't know, I can't do math on the spot like that, but Jack is now six. So I was what you're a math teacher, aren't you? That's when we were pregnant together. So seven years ago we were pregnant. So So yeah, 35. And then I had my daughter when I was 37 and I swear Having a girl last, it totally changes your hormone. Like she sucks all the hormones and then leaves all the bad ones behind. I will attest to that. I'm like, I've never had skin issues before her, um, which I love her dearly, obviously, but it's just different. And obviously I was older when I had them and now at 42, I'm like, what worked for me in my Let's, I've been with Beachbody for 11 years now, which blows my mind. So I was 31 when I started with Beachbody. My body is not the same that it was back then internally or external, no. but internally it's definitely not. And age is just a number, but stuff starts to change in your body. Um, just like a car. I always make the car analogy. Like your car is going to start to, it's going to start to need stuff happening on the inside, the older it gets. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be sure that we're a putting the right kind of gas in our cars, in our bodies. We have to fuel it properly. And as we age, as our cars get older, we have to make sure that we are taking it into the shop and understanding what is going on inside. And so this year, um, what I have done is as I've evolved and shifted my mind from 
oh, I want to look awesome in a bikini on this trip. And I want to fit into that size four that I fit into after Nick was born. Um, instead of that, that would be amazing. But um, <laughs> I would be happy with just being my healthiest self, which I do feel good, but I know that there's stuff going on. So what I did was at the beginning of this year, I made an appointment with a holistic provider. And I understand that not everybody's able to do that um, because it's not covered by insurance, of course, because why would insurance cover something that's like probably the better option for you? That's my inside voice speaking, but um, made an appointment with a holistic provider. We've done deep dive blood testing, deep dive urine testing, um, got my heavy metals tested, got um, all my my hormone levels tested that they're just not tested that way from doctors. I was talking to someone this morning, actually, and she was like, yep, I've had my OBGYN and my doctor do my um, labs. And they said that everything was normal. Um, normal is not optimal. Uh, just because it's normal doesn't mean that it's okay. And it doesn't mean that, I mean, it's better than being abnormal, but it doesn't yes. mean that it's as best as it can be. So my mission as a 42 year old mom of three that homeschools all of her kids and wants to be the best wife I can be and wants to be the best mom I can be. I need to be the healthiest version of myself that I can be to keep up with all of that. And so in order to do that, I'm getting all this work done. And after I got all that very eye-opening stuff done, it's like, okay, what's the plan now? I have to work with my hormones instead of against my hormones. Um, and I wouldn't have known how to do that had I not gotten this testing first and then got, I got sync cycle certified. So now I'm starting to cycle. I'm starting to sync my workouts with where I am in my cycle, which has been mind blowing. Um, definitely something that I've never done before, but has been amazing. Can't tell you how perfect the timing is with me as well. Um, I just recently came off birth control pill after many, many years. So obviously that's adding hormones into my body. And now I took them away. So everything's all over the place. And naturally I'm feeling completely different. And I've been starting to recognize on my own, I don't want to work out when I start menstruating. I'm exhausted. My body feels different, but I'd be in this calendar of working out. And immediately my mindset is out the window because I feel defeated that like I can't push in this workout today. Something's wrong with me. And, you know, it's just so refreshing. And as I said, the timing was perfect. And I saw you start discussing this because I was like, whoa, this is this directly for me because <laughs> I'm starting to recognize it and acknowledge it all. But something I said recently in a story on Instagram, I feel like so much of the time we settle and we just say, well, this is my body now, or, yeah. oh, this is the season I'm in and how I feel. I guess I'm not supposed to have so much energy being home with multiple kids and doing all those things. Wrong. It's like, no, no. It's part of the problem is that society has made women's health, women's cycles, so taboo and oh we don't talk about, don't that. Talk about that well yeah. get ready because it's going to be talked about um the fitness industry is starting to catch on 
very slowly that women's bodies are not the same as men's shocker. I know, but men, their hormones are pretty stable all the time as we probably could ascertain just on our own women clearly are not, we have fluctuations in how we're feeling by the day. So what's interesting is a lot of the studies are only done on men studies for intermittent fasting. Yep. Studies for (laughs) keto diet. Yep. All done on men. And so they're just starting to do studies on women in intermittent fasting. I was reading about it the other day. Um, but if you are an active woman, so you're working out, it is not recommended to intermittent fast during certain times of your cycle. But most women that are trying that out as an example are intermittent fasting all the time. And I'm not talking about seven o'clock at night to eight o'clock in the morning or seven in the morning when you are like obviously fasting because you're sleeping. I'm talking about you only have a seven, eight hour window, sometimes six, five hour window that you're consuming all of your calories. That is wreaking havoc on women's hormones and they don't even realize it. And so a lot of, with that too, a lot of the exercise programs that are out there, the calendars are based on men. And what you said, you know, it's freeing to realize that it's, it's Monday, but my period just started. Oh my, I don't have to work out today. It releases you of the pressure of following a calendar by the day. Yeah. And that has been crazy for me. I don't like taking, I usually take off Sundays and Wednesdays. Those are usually my days off. Well, if my cycle doesn't align with that now, I work out on those days. And what's funny is, so I've been following this for about two weeks now and it's been, I can't even, it's night and day of how I feel after I'm done my workout because the workout that I do, um, it's all body workouts, um, on beach body on demand, but they are all aligned with the day of my cycle. And so at, I thought this was all foo-foo craziness. I'm like, this isn't going to work, but I have been burning more calories during my workouts than ever before. I've been doing these workouts for 11 years. Yeah. Really started to say to myself, like two years ago, if I'm being completely transparent, what was working once isn't working anymore. So something's going on. So, but, so I said, I'll give this a shot. My caloric burn is higher. Like today, maybe it's TMI, but we're talking about it. You know, my cycle is due to start very soon. And I really didn't want to do anything. I, my body was like, please don't do anything. But the workout that was today was stretching. Ironically enough, it just kind of, it solidified for me that this is accurate. This is literally reading my body without me even having to tell it. Um, and so my stretching workout happened and I feel great. So, um, women just really need to understand that cycle syncing is where it's at. Um, so much research going into it now. I don't know why it's taken so long. It's because the women's body is so complicated, but you know, with that, women should be eating a lot more protein a day than they think you should be eating 
if you weigh 150 pounds, you should be eating 150 grams of protein a day. Mm-hmm. So that's more, you should be eating a little bit more healthy fat than, you know, what we've been told in the past. You should not be eating only 1200 calories. You should, depending on where you're starting, probably be towards the 1800 to 2100 range. Um, so all these things, and like I said to you before, you should not be exercising the first two days of your bleed. Um, it It's just fascinating stuff. We have this little scope thing as sync cycle, um, people that we use to, we, we put our saliva on this little scope and we look through it and the design of your saliva through the scope, talk about sounding (laughs) poo-foo, the design of the saliva on the scope shows you if you're ovulating or not, which is super important to know when you're sync cycling. So I need that. I need that so much. And I'll tell you, um, I'm I'm a complete beginner with um, cycle syncing right now. I am starting with your free group coming up and um, very excited. I've made a couple of changes based on our conversation so far. So I have upped my calories. I've upped my protein and my healthy fats for it's probably like maybe a week now. And I feel a shift in my energy first and foremost. Yep. So I'm doing right now, I'm doing the same workouts the same way because I'm just not familiar with these calendars yet, but I'm very excited to get access to them and get started. Yeah. Um, because I'll tell you today, I did my bike ride every Thursday is my bike ride. I replaced my cardio with it. Something else I've acknowledged. I can't do traditional cardio anymore. My joints, my autoimmune disease, they don't appreciate the impact. I think it's causing more inflammation than it's yeah. doing good. Yeah. So my bike ride last week, I felt like superwoman. I was just powering through it. I did not feel tired. I felt pumped after. Now, one week later, I did the same route, the same amount of time, miles, everything. And man, I was pushing through like I was crawling at the end because I felt depleted. I was like, oh my gosh. And I got back home about a half an hour before we're talking right now. And I needed that whole half an hour to just recover, which is bizarre because it's one week difference, same workouts that I did last week to this week. But now that we're talking like, this is my talking about cycles and all, this is my week of like PMSing and I'm due to start uh, leaving in a few days, three or four days. So it sounds like I, Probably shouldn't have been doing this intense bike ride today. That is correct. Um, We're on almost the same schedule. So yeah, you probably shouldn't have, but you did. So that's great that you did something. But I was talking to um, your coach this morning and, you know, same situation, probably shouldn't have done that workout because it felt like absolute poop afterwards. But um, you learn as you go and our cycles might change a little bit each month. Hopefully they're not changing too much, uh, but you know, and then I always get the question. The question has come up a million times. So what if I don't get my cycle anymore? What do I follow? And oh, good question. Talk, talk about Fufu. You, t- you follow the cycle of the moon. I am, I'm, I'm into astrology. I've said it in a couple episodes. I'm a cancer. I am a child of the moon. So that. <laughs> so much tomorrow. I tomorrow yeah um and parasites start to really come out in your body during full moon 
didn't know that. Giddy up, everybody. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so if you're like bloat and some s- symptoms start to really creep up, yeah, most people have parasites that they don't know about, but that's all. Oh, you love thing. that my PMS week and the full moon are the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, it's you know, so such great information that women need to hear. Um, so that they can be their best selves and, and it's not, and it's also freeing to know that it's not anything that you're doing wrong. It's just because you didn't know. Yes. uh, You took the thought out of my brain. My gosh, I was literally going to say, I think we need to just do a little bit. If you're listening right now, feeling defeated and feeling like I'm failing, I can't get this right. Everything I'm doing isn't working. Maybe just switch around that mindset and just say, I think I'm missing a piece of the puzzle here. Let me try to find something else out and then act according to that. And I know for me, it's this cycle sinking 100%. This is where I need to be, what I need to learn. And then I need to move forward, respecting this new knowledge. I think once you twist it that way, you can find a lot more positivity in the journey. And that's where the consistency will finally fall into place. It's why I named our team, Team Destination You. It's along the way. You're never at your final destination until you're at your final destination. Um, (laughs) But along the way, you get to find yourself. You get to figure it out as you go along. And, you know, that's that's what it should be about. It shouldn't be Mm -hmm. about, oh, my final destination is those size four jeans. Well, no. How, like, that's not going to get you off the couch to go do your workout. But what is going to make you get up is feeling amazing and knowing that you are doing this for yourself, but not just for yourself, for everybody around you that needs you the most Yeah, because you'll be your best for those who need you the most. So, um, and for me, that's why I'm consistent because I just feel so much better when I actually do my workout. Like last week I get one rest day. I worked out six days in a row and I'm like, did I really just work out six days in a row with no rest day and feel amazing? Yes. Um, usually I need a rest day in the middle of the week, like I said, and I didn't need that last week. So it just shows that there's yeah, something positive that, changes. Yeah. It's yeah. Good. It's moving, moving forward, which is yeah. wonderful. So for everyone listening right now, that kind of feels in that in-between space, they need some sort of concrete action steps to get off their butt and put themselves in a place of maybe it's the research and education or taking action. What would you tell them right now to make progress today? Make the dang decision. Just make Mm -hmm. the decision. That's number one. Ask yourself why you're waiting. Why have you fallen off that wagon that doesn't exist? Um, Really dig deep into that. That's what I have everybody do. So uh, in my course, I have that course 57 simple. I ask them the first thing they need to do is figure out why they even want to change and what has brought them to that point. And sometimes that uncovers some pretty ugly stuff that they, they didn't realize was within them, but we go through a whole exercise of that. Um, and in my next round, I'm also incorporating not just the mindset piece, which is what 57 simple is and notice it's, so it's 57 days, basically eight weeks, simple, um, not hard. So 57 simple of incorporating, um, I'll, I'll also be incorporating the cycle syncing stuff in there too. So people will be treated to that as well. Um, awesome. but it's really your mindset. 
So you've got, that's the first action step. I'm not going to tell you to go drink more water. You already know that. I'm not going to try you to get more sleep. You already know that. You already know that you need to exercise. You need to eat more vegetables. Like yeah. it's your mindset. You're not going to be ready until you figure out why you're stuck, why you stopped. Mm-hmm. Once you figure that out, um, you'll potentially keep going. You got to dig really deep. That's why I think it's important to work with a coach to really help you dig deep so that you don't give up. Nobody's perfect, but you do, you have to draw that line in the sand and stop allowing whatever external source that you're too busy or you're too this, or you're too that to get you to stop you. We all have the same amount of time in a day. We all have our stuff. It might look Mm -hmm. different than yours. Mine looks different than yours. Yours looks different than mine, but we all have our stuff and you just have to make that decision. That's it. Absolutely. I love that advice. Um, Obviously I'm very big into mindset and where we are there. So I appreciate that. And as far as the information with cycle syncing, if that's something that's spoken to any of our listeners, uh, please give me some sort of contact way that we can, it'll be in the episode notes people want to reach out or jump in to get started with that, I'd love to provide that as well. Awesome. I will give you a link. Um, People can also go to my website, www.melissahadley.com and, or go to my Instagram, which is Melissa, Melissa melissa.hadley.fitwithms or my podcast, which is the Healthy Connections podcast. I will link all of it because you do, you have so many different, um, you have so many different ways and avenues that people can connect with you and get the information and all of this motivation to know where to start and to stay consistent going forward. So I appreciate all of that. And I'm sure the listeners today will as well. Thank you so much for having me, Gina. Of course. I'm so excited. So I needed to find a way to just get more information, get this out there. And um, it's just invaluable. It really is. Amen, sister. All right. We will. It's a movement. It is a movement for sure. And I'm happy to be a part of it. Thank you so much. And uh, this probably won't be the last year for me. So thank you for coming on again today. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye. And that's a wrap on an episode of Drop the Ball. I'm so blessed to have shared this time with you today, and I'm grateful that you tuned in to listen. I hope you're leaving today with something valuable to take with you and some action steps to put into place for your journey. Whether it's just me sharing my insight or we have someone bringing something into view, I ask that you please share this podcast so that others can be affected the way that you were today. And I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast so that you can stay up to date with everything that Drop the Ball has to bring in the future. Don't forget to find me and follow me on social so that we can continue the conversation and I can bring more value to you in other ways. And it's a great platform for you to be able to get in touch with me and share your thoughts, your ideas, and your questions for future episodes. And give yourself permission to drop the ball so you can redesign your chaos and redefine your life. This has been Gina Kuhn with Drop the Ball.